Hi, Interfing and Stephanie. It's Michelle in the early hours of January 1st, 2022. I'm just heading to where I'm currently staying over the holidays uh, from a time out with uh, some old friends from high school who I grew up with. And I think I was just cherishing the evening and getting to spend time with people who, for whatever reason, uh, happenstance and also just connection because we just get along well. well I've stayed connected to over the years and I feel like as you age and as the world changes New Year's means a different thing especially how different cultures have different New Year's within a calendar year but I am just thinking of you both in Terabang and Stephanie during this time uh, because you are also a pair of old friends who I uh, I treasure how we've been connected uh, throughout this podcast and, and beyond. So I hope you all are having a wonderful time with yourself and loved ones. And I was thinking about the word New Year's resolution. And I feel like that isn't totally what we do here and what about by resolving things, we tend to introduce things. So for myself, I believe I may have some resolutions for the new year, but I also want to bring about some introductions and introduce new habits, new ideas, new thoughts, new perspectives to have the beginning note of something new in the new year. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Interbank. Happy New Year! Hope you're both doing well. Michelle, thank you so much for your well wishes from your previous message and your insight about what light you would like to be from your previous, previous message. Um, it's very interesting that you brought up the idea of eye floaties or eye floaters. Um, and as a young kid, I also had uh, eye floaters hanging around in my vision because um, I have terrible eyesight even from a young age and I just kind of made peace with these little squiggles that just kind of danced around my eyes and then PE whenever the coaches would want us to kind of chill after a particularly intensive um, workout period um, I would kind of like you said squish your eyes up really tight um, so that you would like, in, you know, see, I guess it would be the, the ves blood vessels in your eyelids. And I really kind of enjoyed, for me, my experience was I would see a kaleidoscope of images. Um, and you know, you'd see like squares and, and triangles and hexagons and pentagons and they just kind of like spiral in on each other. Not quite like fractals, but just how like kaleidoscopes they constantly evolve and change shape. And um, something similar that reminded me of that recently was um, this app that I have on my iPad called Inspirit. I-N-S-P-I-R-I-T. Um, I think I got it when I was free for a period, but if you have a chance to check it out, please do. Um, it is a mandala maker. But essentially, it, it 
not it makes uh, mandalas, but in motion. So in a way, it's kind of like a make-your-own kaleidoscope image because um, it constantly rotates, and you can choose how many axes it uh, mirrors upon, and you can customize the type of stroke you would like to see, um, and you can change colors and see, you know, what would change when you add squiggles here, some other squiggles there. Uh, you can adjust the color scheme and the speed, and um, it's it's quite interesting, and it's actually quite therapeutic to kind of see things fold upon themselves um, in a you know calm, perceivable or perceptible, yet slightly unpredictable manner. Um, and I've always kind of found that interesting, um, just like seeing geometry happen. <laughs> Um, which is kind of an odd phrase to say. Um, but speaking of more geometry, uh, when you mentioned the James Webb Telescope, um, I remember you and I had mentioned um, previously in a conversation long, long time ago um, how it was related to origami. Now, I don't know if you and Terbang are aware of this, but I quite like origami. Um, I like the geometry of it. I like the simplicity of it. Um, I like the complexity that, that origami can, origami lends itself if you apply the basic principles like any other discipline. If you apply the basic principles, you can build upon the basic foundations and create some quite complex structures. Um, in the case of the James Webb telescope, they use origami engineering to make the telescope foldable and unfoldable. Um, which, yes, the whole point of origami is to <laughs> make it foldable. Um, but it, it allows for the structure to be quite compact. Um, and then when you need to deploy it and you know, have a lot of surface area, it's able to unfold and unfurl. Um, and it's just quite effective. And I think there's a big future in um, such techniques, whether you can you take it from a microscopic level, uh, like with some devices that go inside the body. Um, I don't know how prevalent this technology is currently, but I know it's definitely in the R&D stages. And I think there are issues with implementing it on a mass scale globally. Um, but I think with the advent of nanotechnology um, improving, I believe we are looking, you know, in a small scale towards more origami engineering. And also on the macro scale, like we mentioned with the James Webb Telescope, it's, I, f I forgot how big it was, but you, you can Google this, but it's, it's quite large. And uh, there are certain things that need to be folded and certain things that can't be folded. Like you don't want to fold half a mirror, but the mirror, uh, sorry, not the mirror, the um, lens, it, it, it's uh, divided into hexagons so you can fold along the creases of where those hexagon mod modules are. Um, and yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Also, it's it's you can see origami engineering or like the principles of origami used in some elements of um, I guess we call them high fashion. I don't quite know the difference between high fashion versus low fashion. <laughs> um, 
but I guess high fashion is less accessible to us plebs. Um, but I think I think there is um, potential, quite a bit of potential in exploring this for um, not just scientific purposes, but also like for aesthetic reasons. You know, to add more texture to things like corrugation, um, origami can definitely achieve that. Um, and yeah, I, I find um, a lot of things pleasing with with the geometry of it and uh, even folding it, like the creasing of of the paper. Let me in, uh, let me tell you guys something I've learned. If you're stressed, there's nothing quite like crumpling a piece of paper. Um, whether it's crumpling it, um, is it anisotropically? where, you know, you, you're not crumbling it all in the same uniform manner. Um, but also when you, uh, fold the sharp, sharp edges, the sharp, sharp creases, um, it, it really, uh, <laughs> lifts a weight from, from your shoulders because you're taking your stress out on a piece of paper and, uh, definitely recommend you try that if you haven't tried that in a while. Um, yes. So, Going to New Year's resolutions, what a segue, there was none at all, I apologize. Um, yes, I am going to try, as I promise myself every year, to, you know, debatable results, uh, to try and be more creative, think outside the box, um, try and cook a little bit more, you know, be a little more creative with my cooking, I guess be creative in more aspects of my life than I was previously. I usually find it a little difficult to adhere to New Year's resolutions if I make them too ambitious, like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, lose 50 pounds. That is a little unrealistic given the lifestyle and what I'm willing to give up with my current lifestyle. Um, but I'll do my best to, you know, perhaps eat a little more consciously, more healthily, healthily, goodness, um, you know, and, and try to improve the aspects of my life I can control, such as, you know, when I'm done with work, um, figure out things that I'm happy with doing, like spending time with you in Terabang and Michelle, um, or I guess carving out a little more time with that, um, carving out some more time to do some more knitting and, and other types of crafts. Um, last year I made a resolution to at least complete some more projects. Um, and I think I did that. Granted, I sort of, not cheated, <laughs> but I took the easier way out by making smaller projects. Like I made quite a few pairs, I think like three or four pairs of socks. And I think two pairs of convertible glove mittens um and I was quite proud of that and I made a few sweaters so I am hoping that I can do the same with the larger projects I hope to make a few more sweaters and uh, a couple shawls hopefully and maybe some blankets we'll see if I ever follow through with that um but that for me like crafting and and doing Listening to stuff while I craft is my happy place um, because I've got 
something at the end of, you know, watching 10 hours of Netflix. I got something to show for I can keep myself warm. Or, you know, I have I have a coaster to like send to a friend or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I hope that whatever resolution you settle on, if you do indeed settle on one, you're able to, um, I guess, figure out a plan to achieve it in increments, because I don't know about you guys, but when I try and do an ambitious plan and I just go 0 to 60, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes it lasts, I should say. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, so yeah, do whatever ramp up schedule you think suits you best. But you know, also remember to take time to consider and reevaluate like what happened previously if you've attempted certain things before. Um, you know, we are made of as cliche it is to say, our past, present, and future. So if you want to improve your future self, perhaps it bears upon um, looking back a little bit at your past self and seeing what can be improved, what you did enjoy um, before that you can kind of carry through with you. And with that, um, we'll have perhaps a smoother segue into the music playlist, um, which... I want to say it's more kaleidoscopic themed because yes, you are creating like new versions of you, new iterations, but they kind of stem from the old version and it's everything's just kind of like spiraling in and out of each other from, from before into the future and the present. And okay, I'm just going to go to the music before I get too rambly. Um, so, okay. First song is uh, kaleidoscope suitably named, um, by Tiesto. Um, who's a Dutch DJ, I think we've mentioned him before, and uh, he's collabed with one of my favorite artists, uh, Yancy from Sigiros. And it's this song is a fascinating mishmash of, you know, the techno EDM beats that Tiesto is so well known for, as well as, um, you know, with Yancy's ethereal vocals that they seem to transcend time, like, it doesn't matter what period um, of music, you know, they seem to come from it. It just works so well with um, Tiesto's beats, and I think Tiesto's beats kind of keep it grounded, you know, they're a good counterpoint to Yancy's vocals, so I think they kind of suit this theme quite well. Um, and the second song in a similar theme, is Retrograde by James Blake. Um, there is this acapella bit that begins a song, and it kind of haunts the rest of the song, and is essentially the, the backing vocal for the, or the backbone, the spine of the song that the rest of the song kind of grows and revolves from. Um, and I quite enjoyed that motif um, as it pervaded throughout the song. Um, the next one, uh, so I thought about Bach, right? So he is a composer from the Baroque slash classical era of music, and I am a classically trained musician, pianist originally. Um, and so to me, Bach 
like his music is the very fundamental and he um type of music where he's you know created melodies and then used them in you know quite interesting patterns he's created some retrograde recursive upside down counterpoint double uh, double counter anyways um he's he's spun his music every which way around um kind of in a crazy kaleidoscopic manner if you will and uh by itself you know i understand most people would find his music a little dry um but i love it especially when people take classic music classical music and you know take a modern spin on it you know their own interpretation update it you know for for the the masses you know in their contemporary time and uh wendy carlos has done this um i think in like 1960s 1970s with box music and created an album called switched on Bach. essentially she took what you know would generally be um a recording of music played on like string instruments or harpsichord well, i guess that's technically a string instrument as well um and and created an early version of what we would call like a midi file like she was able to digitize the sound and um replicate them on like a synthesizer um i think this is like early days even before the moog synthesizer perhaps um and so she's managed to create a very faithful representation of some of Bach's music and so that is why i'm suggesting the swish on Bach album um and following that, you know, we go to the 90s sort of sound where you do get that synthetic sound. And this is more Bach. It's, <laughs> there's a guy or a person, an artist, um, called Computer Bao. And I think they actually made these songs in like 2018. But the, they use a synthesizer in like a, a sort of retro 80s style. Um, and I quite liked, um, the Fragments of Bach pieces 1, 3, and 6, so I'll add that to the Spotify playlist. Um, and <laughs> when I listen to them, it kind of remi- the first two, 1 and 3, shall we say, uh, that I'm suggesting, remind me a bit of, like, boss battles you would find in the video games, where, you know, like, the 8-bit video games. Um, it just, it just has a kind of... <laughs> chumpy frumpy but endearing quality to them um and fragments of Bach number six I believe uses um well fragments of the Toccata and Fugue in D minor the the very famous one that you usually hear in an organ that sounds kind of angry um but I think it's a masterpiece um yeah and so I I enjoyed someone taking their you know listening to someone take their own spin on it. Um, and next, we travel to a more modern era. <laughs> this is now, I believe, released in 2021. Um, there is an artist on Spotify called Recursive Resonance. And yes, I'm very happy to admit that I chose these songs originally because I thought the name of the artist was so cool. Um, because it kind of fitted very well with our kaleidoscopic, swirly resonant theme um and 
retrogrades and recursiveness and yeah so I thought it was just the icing on the cake and so I listened to two tracks um, the first is called Control Alt Delay which I thought was a perfect segue um, from the fragments of Bach and kind of updated into a more um, techno is not the right word I'm not entirely sure all the genres but it, it's kind of a little more modern synthesizer beats modern synthesizer plus like moderner beats um and it just sounds i don't know a little more high fidelity i guess and the second one from recursive resonance is hero atreides remix and again i'm not gonna lie i chose this one because i recently saw the movie dune and i quite liked it and um timothy chalamet's character so he's the main character He's from House Atreides, and I was intrigued by this name. But it's also a solid song. Um, it kind of carries on with the theme from the previous one, where it's kind of like updated synthesizers and EDM. But um, it has a certain, like, go get em kind of quality to it, so it held true to the name. And last, but certainly not least, and everyone surely must be expecting some mention from me, um, my lads. My boys, um, Def the Deaf Punk. Uh, I got to close out on a tribute to them. I think I've recommended them before. This is Dance Systems, Deaf Punk tribute from BBC Radio One. I think there's no better way to close out 2021 and open up 2022 with, you know, this tribute album. I love how. Uh, dance system was able to get influences um, of Daft Punk. There's a song that they have called Teachers, where they list out all the names of you know their favorite people um, who influenced them musically, and Dance System was able to get these people, most of them, to give a little message, a little voice message to them, um, and. They all wish them the best for the future. And similarly, I would like you to revisit the past and I also to wish you the best for the future. So cheers to that. All right, mates. Take care. Good evening, Stephanie and Interrobank. It's Michelle. Um, just listen to your message, Stephanie, and... I really enjoyed it. Thanks for taking the time to provide like a full music playlist and everything. I really liked the theme that you went with in terms of kaleidoscope and whatnot. Uh, I liked how you referred to James Blake's retrograde. Uh, I don't know if you meant that or not, but it was a little bit of that kaleidoscope <laughs> repeating self. Um, since we did mention that song on our episode 16 playlist, I believe it was, um, where it, the title of the playlist was it's something like headphones recommended. So, yeah, um, really great to bring that song back in. And I happen to just kind of know roughly the answer to your question about the size of the James Webb Telescope. I know that it's the diameter of it is I think like six and a half meters when it's fully folded outward and in comparison to the Hubble telescope which is 2.5 meters in diameter so 
approximately like six or seven times the amount of surface area to take in more light and information, um, which I think is perhaps why they're expecting it to be able to see further and deeper into space, um, which is cool, which is, which is very, very cool. On the topic of origami, I did want to add a little contribution. There is a wonderful documentary that I came across about 10 years ago, <laughs> truly actually right before I think I met you, Stephanie, uh, at university, and then you introduced me to the origami club at our school. It's a short doc documentary made in 2008 titled Between the Folds. I just checked. It is on Amazon if you would like to watch it. You have Prime. It's free. Um, but it's a lovely documentary and it has a lovely soundtrack by an artist named Gil Talmy, and that is what I will be adding to the playlist for this episode. Um, some very interesting pieces on there that you wouldn't totally think have to do with a documentary about origami. Nonetheless, hope all is well. I had a great lovely day, um, some nice light flurries where I'm living. Um, one got in my eye, which kind of hurt a little bit, but when I was out on a walk, that's okay. <laughs> um, but yes, hope you both are doing well. Looking forward to the next episode, and take care.